Hello and welcome to the Bizpreneur podcast. I'm Kevin Ross and I'll be diving deep into conversation with entrepreneurs, hearing their stories, the highs, lows, tips, tricks and tactics, and most importantly to see where we can learn and hopefully be inspired. Look, there's no point turning up if you're not going to make a splash. Find out what you want to do, why you want to do it, and who you're doing it for. I'd be a firm believer in you are the person who you surround yourself most with. I was determined. I said, I have to show up every day. Orders are no orders. Minimum of six days a week. Sales is vanity. Profit is sanity. And that's it, being okay with asking for help and realising you don't have to know it all and there are people that can assist you and guide you. Overall, I think the good outweighs the bad. And, you know, like I said, regardless of whatever you want to do, you know, unless you have that failure and that rock bottom moment, I don't think you'll ever be able to drive on and hit the heights that you're looking to hit. But you have to just go for it and you need to test yourself as well because if you can do it when there's local people watching and you're kind of like, oh God, I know this person, I know this person, you can do it when the world is watching almost. Hello everyone and welcome to season two of the Bishopreneur podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ross, and I am back. Thanks be to God. I stopped the podcast going back last April, May, because basically my own business opened up after being locked down due to COVID restrictions and all hands were on deck. Um, It took my full attention, but now I am ready for 2022. I have more processes in place to make this happen so that the podcast can continue for the year. I'm really excited about it. I love doing it. Thank you so much to start off with for all your support that you gave me last year when the podcast um, kicked off. There was nine episodes altogether. Yeah, really happy with how they charted on the Apple and Spotify chart lists. And yeah, so I'm back. The search for new guests has been on. And I mean Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, looking, seeing who's out there, who would be interested in coming on as a guest on the podcast. So I'm trying to get as many industries so that it's not all the same hospitality, beauty, health, automotive, fashion, travel, fitness. That's the goal for the podcast, same as season one. Really excited to get going with it. This is the first episode just to launch it and I'm really just going to use it as a looking back over the last year for myself. So I suppose the podcast came about in March 2021. I threw myself into it. I got a mic. Currently they're still stacked up on a load of books. Um, right in front of me so it can come up to my mouth no way professional or any um, cool setup but this is the way it is very simple straightforward but since then I've really looked back over it and I suppose it really hit me two weeks ago I had COVID so I've been inside for the last seven days and uh, you have time to think and there's only so much Netflix you can watch So you start planning, saying, what am I going to do better now? You know, it's like the new year. You always try to give yourself plans and goals. So I actually found this week of COVID, of being at home, kind of a way of looking at everything and saying, right, this is the way I can improve. This is what I can do. And I really look back on how the podcast started. What hit me was I was literally last minute with everything. It was done, recorded on the Monday or Tuesday or even Wednesday and then put out midnight out for Thursday morning. It wasn't feasible. So that's why I am way ahead of myself. I have three recorded already, one edited 
and I'm currently recording the first one that you're going to hear. That's my plan, is to be a couple of episodes ahead, have them recorded, so I'm not up until 12 or 2 in the morning trying to get this out. When you're rushing it, it's not your best work, and even when I wanted to refresh myself on the podcast episodes that I've done already, I went, wow, okay, that was really bad, or the sound quality, and that was bad. I went and I looked for feedback from friends and family telling me what you think and the big thing that came back was one minute I'd blow their ears off or else I might be really low, they'd turn up the volume really high and then when the music comes on in the transition or at the end it would literally blow their ears off. This is what I'm working on now, I'm trying to figure that all out, YouTube, TikTok and hopefully season two will be a lot better to listen to. The reason I suppose I'm kind of getting going now with this also is that it's Kerry Month of Enterprise. What a better month to launch season two of this, but now. Also for anyone that hasn't listened to this podcast before, a little bit of a debrief of season one. We had Matthew Collins of the Sibley Food Company, so he specializes in cheesecakes. We had Jenny Murphy of Red Balloon Cork, otherwise known as Jenny Red Balloon. We had Michal Flannery of the Fish Box in Dingle, County Kerry. The HR Queen, um, Caroline Reedy of the HR Suite. We had Aidan O'Carroll of Avalanche Designs. Sarah Lynch of Swim Buddies and Ebb and Flow. Kevin Owens of Sneaker Cleaner. And finally, the last episode of season one was Michelle Reynolds de Salvo of Keenor uh, Luxury Bridal Accessories. So I really like to thank all of them. When the podcast started in really early days of week two, I'd say getting into the top charts for business and entrepreneurship in Ireland on the Apple and Spotify, that was cool. That was really, really cool. And then it started to float for the whole time. And then obviously when I stopped it, it kind of dropped off. Um, so hopefully you'll enjoy season two and we'll enjoy the guests that I have on and lined up really excited for it Um, it is going to be interesting I'm trying to get a mixture of industries as I said already to kind of mix it up and have everyone's um, tastes and interests taken into consideration so looking back over my year of business for 2021 when we opened up in April 2021 after being in one of the lockdowns it just absolutely took off. It was crazy. We really had to scale up very, very quickly. We had another van on the road. We got signage on the van. That was, I've never had that before. So that was really cool. I got the two vans signed uh, with care bounce castles written all over. That was really, I could say that was really a really proud moment. I was very happy with that. Um, I suppose we just always had a plain white van. It was really nice to see the brand on it and to see that like since Caravan's Castle started, I mean, it must be like the seventh generation of a logo, you know, I mean, <laughs> first of all, being probably made on Word all the way up to now where we, I got it professionally done and uh, it, it ended up on the van. So that was a cool process. I had a lot of my friends and family and cousins um kind of like looking at every draft of it helping me along with it and um yeah with everyone's ideas and everyone's suggestions mixed all together that's what we got out in the end um you, you'll see it on the instagram kr bounce castles but to start off the year we went straight into it and we had an order coming in from china so it's the first time that i've ever ordered from China in big quantities like that. As you would have heard in episode one of the Bistrepreneur podcast, when I was in school, I was always ordering bits and pieces and gadgets and things to sell and wholesale in um, secondary school. 
but when it comes to ordering bouncy castles obviously that's a, a much much bigger order and uh, it was a learning experience that's what I'll say so there was one day I just said okay look we were back and forth by email I'm just going to ring and just see if I can speak to someone that speaks English and anyway this fella answered and he just goes um, hi I'm John like, I mean, they literally adapt their names to us over here, this side of the world, to make it sound more welcoming and um, make it easier for us to even pronounce, you know. So I was like, oh, hello, John. How are you? You know, some fellow over in China, like, um, got on really well. And we designed all the bouncy castles from top to bottom, everything from the colors to the designs, to how the slides were going to look, how the digital prints were going to be on it. We then got marquees, so inflatable marquees, which um, did very well in 2021. Artificial grass for the flooring of it, and we have LED light strips. We had rope light to start with. We kind of changed it around and got LED strips. So we actually have a remote now for the customer to use where they can change it into white or, or red or blue and or else they can have like a full-on disco rave in it. So that's really taken off. Um, people really enjoyed that. To get them from China to Ireland was a bit of an ordeal of having to get it in the cheapest way possible but also actually receiving them and they're not ending up in like some other part of the world. I mean, I was on, when I found out the name of the boat i was on online searching for it every day saying where is it now where is it now where is it now i was so naive i was there thinking yeah it's going to come around by south africa and oh sure don't you have the seuss canal i mean yeah i learned something new you know i mean i wasn't that great in geography i will i'm kind of i'm kind of put i'm calling myself out here but yeah the seuss canal so um yeah thankfully it wasn't uh later in the year when that big ship got stuck there eventually they came to ireland it was so difficult dealing with the chinese i didn't realize that when it comes into ireland that there's loads of local charges and freight charges and storage charges and everything like that thankfully i went with a freight company that advised me and like i mean honestly at the time when i was getting all this advice i didn't know whether they were robbing me or not you know i was just kind of going with this lady that was in dublin and she was just telling me what to do and i'm kind of saying okay right okay she's one of my own she's probably directed me in the right way and thankfully in the end she did and it really worked out well um they got into dublin just after becoming a limited company and we were trying we were trying to get that numbers and the limited company number and it was just being registered um, they had just arrived into Ireland so we needed all those numbers to be able to give to customs to be able to get them through so they ended up being in storage and then every day that they were there I was being charged storage fees and it was going on and on and it was getting more stressful and stressful and stressful but in the end the limited company ended up coming through everything worked I got the VAT number but it was just a total learning experience of who to contact for all these different things and how to deal with it um i did learn a lot um like we ended up getting them eventually and i got a local transport company then that goes up to dublin to this warehouse on the port to pick them up to bring them down to the door after paying all this money and all these custom charges and everything else like that and i expected all of it to then get a phone call from the guys locally here that were going up to collect it and they were like they won't release them and i'm like what i mean if one more thing goes wrong and in fairness the whole process went fairly smooth but i suppose at this stage anything could have rattled me and i was like why won't they release it because they're on four pallets so there was a total of eight units 
uh, the eight bouncy castles and they're on four pallets and I said right uh, but they want money for the pallets and I said sorry and I'm after spending thousands now giving to this crowd and they're saying they literally kept this guy outside the door for 40 minutes because they would not release them without someone paying for the pallets the local crowd rang me and said this, this is the problem so I said okay g- give me five minutes I rang Dublin and I said hi Listen, basically, there's a courier company outside the door waiting to pick up these bounce castles. And you're saying you can't release them. that I have to pay for the pallets. And I said, how much do I owe you? 20 euro. I said, sorry, how much? He said, 20 euro, five euros a pallet. I didn't even have the patience to say, are you for real? But anyways, you know, I said, okay, perfect. I'll send you the money there and I'll send you remittance. So on to Bank of Ireland and then I sent 20 euros. And I had to send them a PDF of the money sent. Boom. Within five minutes, the goods were released, you could say. Onto the truck. Came down the following morning. Well, if you saw the cut. <laughs> like, it was fine. paying. I said, okay, Grant, I paid for them. They were theirs. They were worth something. They were five euros each. Grant. But it was just that I felt so embarrassed having that delivery driver waiting for 45 minutes. And we got the teleporter to come out and to lift them off. But when I saw them, and they were all toppled over, and they were on top of each other, and I was like, and I was, he's like, yeah, this is the way that they gave them to us. And I was like, right. They were battered. Absolutely battered. There were screws coming out of them. There was bottoms of them gone, just the top of the padded left on another. And I'm still kind of going, it'd be grand if I had paid the 20 euros, and we actually got four pallets that were actually usable. I'm rambling. I'm absolutely rambling. I know it's 20 euros. But it actually, it boiled my blood. My father was taking him off the teleporter and he'd known what was after happening the day before. He was just laughing and laughing and laughing at me because he knew what was going through my head. Kind of saying, look at these pallets. So we got eight new units. Then that brought Carebounds Castles up to 22 units. How are we going to make this work with the logistics of getting them out on time? I have this ethos within the business that there's set times. It's not a business where they'll be left there for a week. They have to be in and out in a fashionable time. So the idea then of having to get a second van to make it work more efficiently. So then the call for staff went out because I realized very quickly that uh, I wasn't going to be able to do it by myself. Uh, I've never done it by myself. But as in, my dad has been the best person ever to help me from day one. Like, I had my cousins helping me. I'd be like, here, are you free there this evening? Or I had help here and there on the busy times. But this started to scale to a bit of a, a more of a thing where I, I needed people for the whole summer. Basically, built a team of eight. So that was the first issue that needed addressing. Staffing, sorted, done, check. Next thing was the phone. It was becoming crazy busy i couldn't look left or right i found myself stuck to the phone and to the computer the whole time we did try the whole call answering service where basically it was an office down in cork that took all our phone calls that knew what to say had all the frequently asked questions and then kept a log on google drive we went back to the drive then and got back to everyone um it just made sure that every phone call was answered that no one was ringing out or was going to voicemail but we kind of needed a more personal customer experience that we could talk to someone directly and that they can get answers straight away what was happening with the call center was the calls being answered they got as much information as 
the people in the call centre had for them and then any unusual question or anything like that had to be written down a drive and say yeah that someone will get back to you this evening and um, then everyone was gotten back to in the evening time we needed to jump that hurdle and move to the next level of being able to answer people on the spot and to also answer the questions without having people wait for you to come back to them. Now, don't get me wrong, it got me over the line for a whole year. Eight ladies that used to answer the phone, hello, care about the castles. No one knew whether or which that it was being answered down in Charleville, but it was A1, it worked great. We still use it. If there's no one in the office, we divert it over to them and they still just pick up from where they left off. It's great service. I would recommend anyone that is stuck between taking on the financial cost of taking on someone to take over that whole site and doing it themselves. It was a great interim. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, they were called Office Assist. And um, yeah, they were sound. Any issues, call them, boom, sorted. So we have a lead tracker system. And basically what that is, is it's an Excel file, simple as that with columns along the top saying question mark, um, lost, one cancellation list, cancelled, and then there's a value sign at the end of it, a euro sign. And all the calls, no matter whether they come in email, social media, Facebook, Instagram, website, text, WhatsApp, anywhere at all, everything is inputted. So we know how many people are waiting to hear back from us, how many people are we waiting to hear from? We're also knowing how many we've lost, whether it be that I didn't get back to them on time or whether there was no availability. We also have a one column, which means we've won the lead and then the value goes to the end then in the last column as to what the sale was worth. It was when I look back on the figures of the amount of people that I had lost because of not getting back to them on time and not being able to keep on top of it. Missing emails, missing text messages, WhatsApps, everything else like that. There's a number of different ways that inquiries come in. So it's about managing that and being on top of it. And I found this being a blessing. And it was really seeing the last numbers every month going up made me realize that I need a bit of help to get through the calls and to manage them. So that led me to taking on my first, you could say, full-time employee to be able to manage the bookings, take payments. And we really focused on trying to make the whole process as efficient as possible for the customer. We always had booking online, but from taking deposits to customers that just say their booking is 200 euros and they don't want to be have to come up with 200 euros all at once when it comes to the day of hire. So, you know, you offer that they can pay bit by bit here and there and it makes it more affordable for them. So they can just pay it over a number of months, which suits us grant too. It makes them happy. We end up getting paid and it, um, and in the end, the customer's happy. So um, there was um, Helen who was in the office for all last year and uh, I couldn't have done it without her. Um, she managed everything from emails to social media to um, all the calls to texting customers, letting them know that we're going to be here at a certain time, letting them know the things to make sure when we arrive to have the car moved, the side gate open, the bins moved, having no dog poo on the lawn, um, telling them that we have our own leads, that they don't have to go and set up a lead. Things we've just learned from the last number of years of how to speed it up so that if, for example, we get to a house and they have to move the car, 
then they have to go around the side then to move the bins and then there might be a couple of bicycles there could be a washing machine there could be a couple of um just sticks for the fire and then we'd have to spend 10-15 minutes getting all that moved then we go around the back then and you're blocked off by a barbecue and garden furniture and then there's a trampoline have to be moved over in the corner and then you'd have dog poo on the ground and it just goes on and a job that should be in and out in 20 minutes um, could take you anything up to an hour you know um, and we've seen it all and everything goes into one message and that's what we're talking about efficiency is trying to put in place to make it as easy as possible for the customer and making it a more efficient process for me as the business owner and uh, it definitely is cost saving because you're saving time and you don't have to be paying wages for all that you know um yeah definitely it was it was great it was a learning process to work with staff so you know a training dealing with you know kind of saying okay if someone calls in sick this is what we're going to do dealing with staff disputes and i mean it was a great experience I've learned a lot. All the guys and Helen, they really got on well. And at the end of the year, we went to Phoenix out um, kayaking. Came back, we had pizzas, they all enjoyed it. I sent out a form afterwards then, you know, about, you know, basically, how was your year? Tell us the worst things that you that you hate about the care bounce castles the best thing suggestions for the future something that we need to address and it was all anonymous and it was the best thing i ever did because no one likes hearing that you're doing something wrong um but i found it even better that the staff were more open because you didn't know who it was and i wouldn't be able to go back and say why did you say that now or so you know what i was really happy with it and i said be as brutal as possible and name people, name names, make suggestions. And from it, there was just really, really, really simple things that came out of it that are ready for 2022. And, you know, things that I was able to look at and say, okay, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, let's work with this so that it won't be a problem. I and mean, I'll do the exact same thing next year. Send out a Google form to all staff on WhatsApp. And they all had a deadline to fill it out. So about seven or eight questions. Uh, one of the questions then was uh, where do you want your staff party for next year and there was a couple like Ibiza I'm like yeah okay who's going to pay for that um, <laughs> yeah um, it was a great learning experience I have recommended it to many people since it was a printout at the end so I went on and I literally clicked print and all the questions and all the answers came out in one page got out my highlighter highlighted things wrote notes side of it saying what do we need to address what do we need to do what do we need to buy um, to make it easier for the staff, which in turn will make it easier for the business, which in turn will benefit me. When all these castles came in, we had to figure out where was it going to put them. And I hadn't thought that through. You know, I was working out this really, really tiny shed. I had to move across the way to a, a bigger unit. I won't say unit, it's just a shed, you know, but it's way bigger. And we were able to... To have all the castles up against the wall, the easy access, we wouldn't have to be moving castles out of the way to go get them. Um, and then we kind of got more castles and now we're kind of um, stuck for space again. But look, it's growing. And to add to all that now, we are now 27 units. So yeah, I don't know how we're going to fit it in, but I have two weeks to make sure that everything is organized before the lads come back on the 2nd of April. Um, so yeah, 27 units heading into 2022. 
at the moment the talk is fuel this morning they announced that a fuel hit two euros a litre in some parts of ireland when the prices of fuel did go up there going back a couple of months ago i had to put that into my pricing and up the pricing slightly between the two vans we were doing about two to two and a half thousand kilometers a week um that was a hefty diesel bill and you know and obviously there's overheads in every business but it's obviously something that we need to look at and something I did not expect. So we did a big cleaning weekend on the first week of January. We do it every year and it is a deep, deep clean. I mean, parts of the bounce castle that a customer wouldn't even look at. Top to bottom, inside out, uh, making sure that the whole thing is ready and that we have a good foundation for the year ahead. Rented out a local hall with a couple of gas heaters and um, <laughs> what I learned in the hall was I brought over a couple of two euros. I think I had like four. And it goes, yeah, perfect. I'll throw in them now. And it'll be on there for a couple of hours. Grand out job. Job done. And uh, yeah, obviously I was a bit naive. I didn't really know the price of gas and how that works. And the goes, those, those gas heaters. I looked up at one stage and all the heaters were off in the hall. I was like, what's going on here? Went over and I realized two euros is for 10 minutes. So I went home anyway, cracked open the money box and brought over about a hundred euro of two euro coins and uh, I was just firing them into this machine and um, yeah, it was it was funny but we got the hall nice and hot and toasty, all the castles were blown up, it took us a full two days from nine to six on the Saturday and Sunday, was it the 7th and 8th of January or something like that, 6th and 7th and clean top to bottom, it was tough going, um, we, got, we took on another four to get through everything in and we finished up at half four was it half four or five o'clock and now we're ahead of schedule on the sunday evening next step now is they're all going up to carlo to be tested so you know with your car you have an nct same thing with bounce castle i call it the nct and they got to go up and tested and pulled and tugged and pushed and and try they're trying to rip them basically to see how strong the the treads are and then any repairs then they're all done up there they're going up on the 28th and 29th of march and we are opening up for the year ahead on the 2nd of april so that all outdoor hires are starting from the 2nd of april we're currently already doing marquees and indoor hires we have a lot to do from here to then we're now the 3rd of march and yeah i have a lot to do i'm just thinking about all different things to get the shed ready and to get the vans ready and to organize everything i'm trying to figure out do you buy fuel in bulk do we just go to the petrol pumps i don't know it's just a mind game um i don't know where we're going to go i don't know when this is going to level out it's obviously going to get worse before it gets better it is something that i did not expect and it is a huge cost on the expenses for the year but it's something that we all have to and i mean i mean i'm not the only one there is thousands of businesses that are on the road and uh, that's going to be a cost for them really looking forward to the year ahead it's going to be exciting things are more open you can see even now the bookings are coming in more freely People are not scared to have a party because they think, oh God, right, when we have COVID, what's the story now with the restrictions? I've opened the book for the whole year. Bookings have started to come in for June already. You know, normally they start coming in when schools are just about to be finishing up for the summer holidays, but they're starting now. It's great. People are booking online. People are ringing the phone. We use WhatsApp a lot. WhatsApp is great. If you have WhatsApp for your business, try downloading the WhatsApp for desktop. It is the best invention ever. You go to your computer, you can type 
way quicker than you can text and it's all there if you have pictures to drag in just have them in folders on the computer and just drag and drop boom all done so then towards the end of the business season i got involved with the ballydoff ga development committee and that was to basically fundraise for community walkway around the main pitch and to also develop the playing field we have reached our goal thankfully um our idea was to raffle off a bmw 3 series m sport for 20 euros a ticket it's a 221 worth approximately 50,000 euros which is amazing it's coming from a Hearns bmw in castle island and 10 percent of all profits are going to the Kerry hospice foundation so the draw is actually this saturday the 19th of march 2022 and we're going live on the of ga website facebook instagram um, it's very exciting we're nearly there we're on the last hurdle we've meetings every night this week to get it over the line it's pretty exciting it's nice to get involved in those things of course you get to meet new people you get to network it's going to be great for the community i think all of us as a committee ourselves nine of us are pretty chuffed on how it all went and there was many weeks with one if not two meetings going back right through to last summer and um, we got christmas off but it was busy um, and there was times there we thought Jeannie, are we going to get to the end of this are we getting anywhere and then our treasurer just wrote in one day and we're like that we were so many thousand in the green and that we could see our end goal more clearly and that it was coming and that things were going well and that we were near the end. There's a huge thanks going out to everyone that actually bought a ticket. Tickets are still on sale and it'll be shutting off very, very soon and there'll only be tickets left on the community shops, the, like the supermarkets, etc. up and down the village. It went from everything, organising the actual car, advertising, getting signage, social media, going to a load of events, selling tickets outside games and outside big traffic areas. That brings me literally up to when we had the meeting of the GA yesterday. Uh, the bouncy castles are nearly there, 2nd of April, getting them tested soon. Uh, the podcast recording two a week, every week for the next four weeks. Yeah, we're going to be on the ball. I think I've put enough processes in place to make sure that this can still go ahead. Um, I really love it. I actually, it's something that I've found that I have a real grow for. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure this episode isn't as entertaining as the other ones because it's only me just talking into the microphone and I don't have a guest on. But look, I just said I had to do this one to introduce it and to get it up and running again. I'd love to hear any feedback, whether it be positive or constructive. I got a friend on board there now lately to kind of help me with all the audio kind of part of it. It's to make it sound better when it goes into your ears or when you're in your car, so it doesn't blow the ears off you. Between that now, YouTube and TikTok, I think I'll do grand. Thank you very, very, very much for listening to this very first episode. I kept it short, just to kind of a bit of a debrief over my last year. Obviously, I'd recommend you looking back over all the other episodes if you haven't listened to them. I hope you enjoy them. The very, very first one is my own story from where I started. And I suppose this episode is a continuation of the very first one back on the 17th of March, 2021. As you heard from the start, I'm going to now replay my favorite snippets and quotes from guests that I've had on and uh, close out this episode. I would really appreciate it if you could like, review, rate, put it on your story, mention me, tag me, whatever it is, any bit of support at all would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, And we'll see you back here next Thursday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts on the 24th of March. Thank you and good luck and goodbye. Look, there's no point turning up if you're not gonna make a splash. Find out what you wanna do, why you wanna do it. 
and who you're doing it for. I'd be a firm believer in you are the person who you surround yourself most with. I was determined. I said, I have to show up every day. Orders are no orders. Minimum of six days a week. Sales is vanity, profit is sanity. And that's it, being okay with asking for help and realising you don't have to know it all and there are people that can assist you and guide you. Overall, I think the good outweighs the bad. And, you know, like I said, regardless of whatever you want to do, you know, unless you have that failure and that rock bottom moment, I don't think you'll ever be able to drive on and hit the heights that you're looking to hit. But you have to just go for it and you need to test yourself as well because if you can do it when there's local people watching and you're kind of like, oh God, I know this person, I know this person. You can do it when the world is watching almost.